Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM. I'm joined by the amazing, incredible, most compassionate and understanding person that I know, uh, Michael J. Russ. And I want to welcome you, Michael, because you make things so easy. <laughs> so oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I make things easy. Yeah, easy. thank you. Easy. You make things awfully yeah, easy, easy for me. All right. Well, and that's our topic for today. It is our topic for today. And I I just wanted to kick it off because both you and I had uh, the good fortune of knowing Glenn Brooks when he was here on the planet and were mentored by him. And he always used to say, what would you do if you knew it was impossible to fail? And I think that is exactly in alignment with making things easy. I uh, I read a, a quote uh, when I was thinking about this topic, and it was uh, about making things easy is hard. And I thought to myself, well, why does it have to be hard? <laughs> easy, ease, take a deep breath, uh, you know, to ease into things. So I'm really excited for the, the topic today and always inspired by so many of the people that uh, both Michael and I tune into. And I, I just wanted to, to speak just real quick about Pam Greger, who's an amazing astrologer out of England. And I was listening to one of her forecasts. Actually, it was not about what is currently going on, but what was actually happening uh, with the new moon on the 17th. But Pam, at the end, she was talking about the possibility of things. And she said, when you have an egghorn, And if you would imagine, how can you imagine that this tiny little egghorn would grow to be a 60-foot tree? And I started to think about that. And I thought, how interesting, because it was, to me, in very much alignment with how we make things easy. Uh, I think if somebody came from another continent and they didn't have oak trees there, and I handed them this little acorn and said, guess what this is going to be? I think that I would be met with disbelief. I think people would be limited in their thought process and say, I don't believe that is true. There's no way that that could be grow up to be 60 feet. And, and mm-hmm. I just thought that that would maybe be a fun starting point to kick this off, Michael, because I know that you surround yourself with people who encourage you to see the possibilities and that you invite ease into your life um, each day. And um, I and I, I thought about that as such a good metaphor. I mean, almost like keeping a, an acorn in my pocket um, as a reminder of the possibilities and where things can grow. And not only grow and expand into this beautiful shade tree that provides uh, you know, nutrients to the to the animals, um, but also is wood that can become something else. I mean, we just don't know what the possibilities are when we look at something so maybe minuscule in comparison to what it could be. And I think ease is like that. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts, Michael, um, on that exact sure. Uh, sure. topic. Yeah, easy, easy. Um, <laughs> It's, it's a, when I think about this, I've been writing for, for decades books about inner conversation and self-talk and things of that nature. And 
articles, numerous articles about that sort of thing and, and blog at one particular time. And I can tell you that in, in looking at this from all sides, um, that looking at the concept of it's easy and uh, your first comment there, you know, it's, it's hard to make things easy uh, is kind of a, a play on negative and positive in terms of self-talk. Um, words like hard or it, you could say hard, it's, it's hard, it's impossible to make things easy, it's difficult, it's tough, it's whatever. These words get in the way. They become obstacles. What they really reveal is, is the doubt that we have. They reveal doubt. Uh, and uh, because we either haven't done it, haven't seen it done, haven't done it ourselves, uh, even if we've seen somebody else do it, we, we, we aren't really in a position to ourselves, because it's never happened, we've never done it, to say, yeah, this is easy. This is going to be real easy. And, and in, in our society, we relate easy generally to something we've already done before, something we're familiar with, something that's known. And uh, as uh, Glenn Brooks um, basically said, I don't know how many times he said it, uh, that, you know, life is, is about stepping into the unknown. It's about embracing the unknown. Uh, and, uh, and getting away from the known and, and, and walking into the unknown. That's, that's when you really grow as a person. That's when you, uh, when you actually get to prove that, you can, that things are easy uh, by walking into the unknown. It, it is that unknown that, known that creates doubt. It creates fear. It creates apprehension. Uh, it creates uh, all these... Um, uh, if, if, with, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The um, uh, procrastination, Chris, pra- mm-hmm. procrastination. You know why? Why don't we? You know we're, and I think that you know if if you let's let's say the acorn is a metaphor for for a baby that's just been born, and mm-hmm. you know you think about it for a second, and you go, wow, um, like President Obama, who who thought that when he was born he would grow up to be president of the United States for two terms? Really amazing. Right, um, you can say sure. that about any any famous person in history. You can say that about uh, about anyone, and it's it, you just have to have, I think, in order to uh, embrace things more easily, to jump into the unknown in a more positive way. It helps to kind of set it up in your mind uh, in a way that doesn't actually create more mental obstacles than are necessary. And that's what, when you say it's hard, to, life is hard, it's not easy, or it's hard to be easy, that is what we do. Words like hard and tough and impossible create barriers that we now have to overcome that are based on our own doubts. What about just saying, hey, embracing it, jump in with both feet, it's either going to work out or not, but you're never going to know that unless you actually take the step to go into the unknown, right? You can mm-hmm. say it's easy. When you say it's easy, you set your mind up in, in a, in a, to me, it's setting up your mindset to overcome challenges that you may face. You haven't put obstacles in front of you, right? You're, you're saying, okay, this is going to be easy. And that, by saying whatever it is that you've never done before is going to be easy, your mind is more open and um, it's more pliable to dealing with whatever it is that you have to deal with. You know, I started doing this when, when I heard this first. Um, it was, it was uh, the collective with Carol Collins where, where I mentioned this. We were talking about this last week. That easy, uh, it, it's, everything's easy. It's easy. Mm-hmm. 
Why, why, not, why not look at everything as being easy? So I took that out on the golf course, right, because I like to play golf, uh, which is you know, just like life, and it's a challenge, and every, every shot you make is, a, is, a, <laughs> is different than the last <laughs> and different mm-hmm. than the one Absolutely. that's going to come after it, right? So yeah. uh, the, the unknown is how you're life. Right. You don't know how you're going to play that day. Why not say start out saying this is going to be easy, this game is easy, this game is easy. The putting is easy. The drives are easy. You know, doing whatever. Everything about the game is easy. And I and I, I did that throughout a round. And I discovered something very interesting. That the challenge is in keeping yourself focused on it, on it being easy. That's the challenge. It's not mm-hmm. hard. It's not tough. It's not impossible. It's just you must keep yourself because the mind drifts everywhere, all over the place. It gets it gets hung up on. Uh, uh, something that you did. And if I was playing golf and I had a shot that didn't go off as planned, I have to remember that this game is easy when I go into the next one. I have to forget about what just happened, number one. Uh, learn from it and say, okay, that's it. That I want to do that next time. I'll do it differently next time. And then I'll go, I'll go to the next shot and go, okay, how can I recover? I, it's easy. It's easy to do what I need to do. And it just puts your mindset in a... Uh, uh, it frames your mindset in a, in a positive way. And that's really all we're talking about here is saying things are easy is actually just another metaphor for saying I'm being positive. I'm being positive mm-hmm. about this and instead of being negative or being doubtful. Um, I believe the collective said if we could eliminate doubt uh, in, uh, in the human experience, uh, our world we'd, would be the most amazing place in the universe. Doubt is mm-hmm. the one thing that holds everyone back. It prevents people from being the best that they can be, experiencing the best they can be. Doubt is what does it. We, we, we make decisions right. and choices based on doubt instead of facts or belief in ourselves, faith in ourselves. Clearly kind of interesting. Uh, I, have yeah. a, I have an interesting, I have an interesting uh, quote. And uh, that I, um, this is, it's, it's life is a challenge. Life is a challenge, just not as big a challenge as you're making it. Mm. Life is a challenge. It's not Very as big true. a challenge as you're making it because we do stand in our own way. We are we become our own worst enemy when we have to face the unknown, uh, or uh, we are put in a situation where we must we must succeed. Which is something that I years ago said that I would do is always place myself in a position, and I've done it every month for 38 years. Put myself in the mindset that I have to succeed. Put myself in a position where I must succeed. And that's something that is initially, for most people, I tell that I do that, it's scary. When I say mm-hmm. at the beginning of the month, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to make this month. I know at the end of the month I'll have what I need to pay my bills and, and put some in savings and have money left over for fun and games. Uh, however, I don't know that when I go into the month. I have sure. to have faith in myself and believe that everything will work out the way it needs to work out that month. And, you know, and, and it's just, that, is, that scares the heck out of people. Most people would say, I don't know what I'm going to make this month. Give me, give me a paycheck. Give me, give me, tell me how much my salary is, you know, how much it's going to be so I can depend upon it. So I can, that's the known, right? That's the known, how much I'm going to make, how much abundance am I going to have this month? Um, it's the other way around is, is much more exciting, more interesting, and actually it turns out to be, so much better for you. Just look at yourself. You don't have to 
have a positive mindset or maintain a positive mindset throughout the month or the year if you know what you're going to get every two mm-hmm. weeks or every month or every 12 months. You know how much you're going to, money you're going to make. That. So why would you, you – know, you, it gives you plenty of opportunity to just screw around, just you know, be negative, engage in a lot of drama because you know you're going to get paid anyway. If, you're, if your mm-hmm. life and your livelihood depended upon your attitude, what you were thinking in any given moment, and whether or not it was positive or negative, you would drill down and make it and, and, and really work on your attitude. And this is really, in my view, one of the big, biggest challenges that people have is that they're not putting themselves in a position where they must be positive to be successful. Mm-hmm. I know you have, to, you have to be positive. You don't know exactly what's going to go on every, every month with, with your business. It's yeah, just we, right. we, live, we live differently. We live differently. But I, I think what, the way we live is, is incredibly gratifying. Mm-hmm. And, and it is. I, I, just, I wouldn't trade it for, for the world. A corporate job? No, 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 no. You're going to yeah. tell me exactly what I'm going to make every month. That, year, that will make me feel good for about 10 minutes. But then you're going to tell me I'm only going to get two weeks to go of freedom? Throughout? Yeah. No. Yeah, no. It would, like, it would be no. like you going out to play one hole of golf, just one hole. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I can't home. get the other 18. I mean, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. I, mean, I, live. I mean, why it's limit true. yourself, it is, right? It's, it's so true. People talk, talk about freedom. Here's the interesting conundrum. Here's the interesting conundrum. Everybody, and, and this is something, this is, a, this is a multi-billion, if not trillion-dollar business, right, in, in the world. People is selling people the idea that they can have freedom, financial or time or otherwise. It's 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 a trillion dollar business, I think, in this in this in this world. I go on mm-hmm. when I get YouTube stuff. I can't tell you how many things. It's, it's the biggest sales pitch ever, right? You are the absolutely problem, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the problem with that? The problem with that is that. You, you buy into it. You spend tons of money. People spend thousands of dollars trying to buy their freedom when the problem is not with the fact that they don't have the freedom. They can have as much freedom as they want. The problem is they're choosing things and making choices in life that keep them in the known. Right. Instead of right. the unknown. No entrepreneur knows what's going to happen. They live in the unknown every day. And that, and that is, that's, that's what separates entrepreneurs from people who are, well, uh, work, worker bees, worker drones, you know, people who are the, the sheep from the sheep herder, <laughs> so to speak, as someone once said. Um, you know, it, I think someone wrote a book, A Nation of Sheep, um, and another guy wrote a book called A Nation of Victims, um, because when you're in a situation where you're living within the known, when, when something happens to disrupt your known circumstance, the tendency is to blame something outside of you mm-hmm. for, for it having happened. When actually you're the one who put yourself in the position that you're in, living in the known, and um, as Carol said, it's interesting that, that your guides in life are, are guiding you they're, they're your partner in life, and they're guiding you to the better thought. They're guiding you to the better choice. You, you can choose right. the, the bad choice. You know, you, on, on the golf course, I can choose to keep hitting bad shots and not really learn from what I've done. 
and get completely frustrated by doing it and wondering, why me today? What's going on? Or I can step out of that mindset. And if we could teach ourselves anything, it's to embrace the unknown as much as possible. Even if you live in the known, put yourself in the position. I've told you in the past that I've had to, that I love putting myself, challenging myself when I go on, on trips, if there's a band and I like, to, I like to go up and ask if I can play a couple of songs with them. And they don't know me from Adam. They don't, right. they don't know who I am, where I came from, what my talents and abilities are. There's an audience that they're, they're being paid to play in front of. And the question is, why would these people say yes? What's their motivation for saying yes? What's the motivation for the leader of the band saying, yeah, let this guy sit in for about three songs. I don't know how he plays or whether he's going to embarrass the band or, you know, we're getting paid for this gig. We may not get hired again if he's that bad. I mean, think about that for a second. They just literally say yes. For me, the challenge is I've got to sit down and Lord knows, likely I'm not going to know the song they're playing, but I can ask them certain things to drill down how I'm going to proceed and my intuition kind of takes over. Right. So to me, I've just put myself in a position where I have no other choice but to embrace the unknown and succeed. That's the Mm -hmm. that's the only choice I have. There is no failure. It's only success. So how do you do that? Basically, you tune in, focus and do it. Take steps necessary to make sure that you are successful. That is, to me, the most gratifying thing. After playing three, four, or five songs with, with, with a group, and, and they're like, you know, I don't know if you've heard of the group Poco. You ever heard of them? Yes, I have. Uh-huh. Poco had Absolutely. several hit songs in the, in, the, in the late 70s and 80s. And I was at, a, I was at a, a party, a birthday party, for a gentleman down in Boca Raton, Florida, who knew Poco and had them come up from Key West to play at his party. And this is amazing. I thought it was fantastic. And he goes, Michael, yeah, we're going to sit you down with Poco and you're going to play a couple of songs. Number one, I didn't didn't remember any song that Poco ever did. (laughs) I couldn't remember at the time. I'm at the party. (laughs) And he goes, goes, yeah, come on on and sit in for a couple of songs. And I'm going like, I'm looking at the bass player and I'm going, I'm just going to tell you flat out. I don't know any of your music. So what you need to do is you need to tell me what the tempo is perhaps. Give me a hint. Give me a clue. And I'll, I'll feel it from there. And I got done after three songs, and the leader of Poco comes over and he goes, hey, you want to come play with us down in Key West? Anytime you're down there, come on down. We'll, we'll, we'll be happy. And I'm like, okay. But it's, it's, it's a situation where it, it, what's gratifying in life, going out and taking on a task and, and then and, and telling yourself that you, can, that you can do it. Whether you go to YouTube and learn a few tricks and whatever, or you go out and you try it and practice it, you, you put yourself in a position where you're learning something. You're learning something you're new. You're expanding right. your – you're enlightening yourself, enlightening your knowledge, right? So yeah. the interesting thing about – good. No, I was going to say it's a, great, it's a great metaphor, Michael, because when you do that, you're opening yourself up to the unknown. And I think that that and, – and people may say, well, that's not easy. Um, well, yes, it is, because when you relax into what you are doing and you just allow things to flow, you may not, things may not happen or exactly as you would envision them to be, 
because we can't really dictate that, but it just, when you sort of allow yourself to take a deep breath and let it flow, no expectations about anything that's going to happen, and you allow that to unfold, whatever is meant to unfold. And I think there's a really beautiful serendipity in that and it's a great metaphor for life um and and you think about all of those things where people set themselves maybe what they consider to be an easy mark like oh yeah well that's my goal well you know i want to earn you know ten dollars today or Mm -hmm. whatever the amount (laughs) is and and Mm -hmm. you know and it's so ridiculously easy you know you could do it with a lemonade stand right um but when you sort of say, okay, as you do when you go out on the golf course or you start your day to make it the best day possible, you most likely have a smile on your face because I know you and you breathe in that ease and you're open to if an obstacle should cross your path unexpectedly, no matter whether it be on the golf course or in, in your other work uh, or even in the, in the, in the barns you are going to breathe through that and go, okay, you know, this is not a roadblock. This is something that I see as not insurmountable, as a challenge. I'm going to be open to whatever it is that's meant to unfold. And that, to me, is Mm -hmm. ease. And and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. No. And that's how you you can do what you do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Choice, you have a choice every day. You can make it easy or you can make it challenging difficult or what you would call hard or tough or impossible. That's something that we as individuals decide. It's not Mm -hmm. impossible. You know, with the right talent, with the right skill, with the right enlightenment, we can be successful doing something. Are we going to be professional at it? Not likely not without years of the trade. However, we can, we can succeed in doing something. I'm, I'm challenged that at my girlfriend's barn, you know, month in, month out, you know, the, the, the gate door falls off. It's a 100-pound gate door. Oh, no, it's about a 150-pound gate door, wow. right? It comes off the hinges because it's rusted out. I live by the ocean and things just rust. So, you know, there's screws in there that are rusted out. I can't get the screws out. You know, it's like you're like, okay, not only do you have to get this 100-pound door up to a point where you can put a new latch on, because you, you know, now that you have the latch, you've got to really change the, the thinking about it. And how can, we, how, can I, how can I do this? I'm not a carpenter. However, mm-hmm. I do have certain skills with regard to uh, ingenuity. And I ask myself, what have I got in this barn that can help me prop this door up and, and, and make it level, right? And how can I look at the other, let me look at the other door, see how it's put on, and come over here. And I, I re, uh, I, I jimmy jack a few things. Uh, I love that term. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I figure out, I say, okay, we need to go to the store because I need these things. I have, an, I have a way I think I'm going to make this happen. I just need the right, the right tools, and I can make it happen. And we end up putting the skateboard back on. It's level. It's perfect. It's balanced. You know, and it's it's fixed and you walk away, you know, and and you're like, yeah, thank goodness it wasn't the top door. That would have been a real challenge. Uh, Well, you know what's interesting too, Michael, is mm -hmm. you're not surrounding yourself with anybody that's going, oh, no, I don't even know why you're going to attempt that, Michael. You could never do that. The doubting Thomases. (laughs) <laughs> How, I know. Why, why would you do that? Why don't you just hire somebody? Why, why, why do you think you could do that? Well, yeah, because really. you know that there are 
endless possibilities available to you and you're not attached to any one outcome i mean i know you because the tenacity that you would even if the first way that you tried it if it wasn't successful you're going to try something else in your little jimmy jack toolbox yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely (laughs) oh yeah yeah. i'll put different latches on, uh, on there you know we go and buy latches the latches aren't the same and I'm going like, okay, the latches are the same. I don't want to use the same screws because they rusted out. I'll use bolts this time. I'll use it because I'm thinking, I'm always thinking that if this happens again, I don't want to have to go through this trouble taking screws out again. I had to drill the screws, screws out, literally drill them out with a, with a, with a drill wow. bit, a, a diamond drill bit. I had to drill these things out. And oh, my because I, I really had, I had Yeah, it's like a, it, it, takes a, it takes a half an hour job and turns it into an hour and a half hour job, you know, in, in 90 degree temperature however it's fun to actually the fun part about life the thing I love the most is when you're finished and you get to look at what you've done the satisfaction Absolutely. I've always said you know if you if you surround yourself with opportunities to experience satisfaction self-satisfaction life satisfaction you're gonna be the happiest person on the planet literally you will it, the person who doesn't who who's mm-hmm. fearful about change fearful about doing something because they they doubt that they can do it and uh, here's the interesting thing about it when you doubt you're going to get you're going to attract other people who are going to agree with you <laughs> when you 100%. can succeed, when you when you believe you can succeed i guarantee you you're not going to have people around you that are, that are going to guarantee you succeed you know because the, this is the way society works and it's there was a guy by the name of chet castellaw he was a reverend what down his in San name? Could Diego. You re- could, would you mind his repeating his name again? Chet, Chet Castellaw. Castellaw, okay, yeah. thank C-A- you. C-A-S-T-A-L-A-W, Castellaw. Chet Castellaw has passed away many years now. However, I was at my mother's house, believe it or not, and I'm looking at her bookshelf, and I find this little pamphlet, little pamphlet from Chet Castellaw, right? Hmm. And it, it was just a pamphlet because he was, he was a reverend in a church, and he produced this little pamphlet. And it was really, really, really cool. But Chet produced this little pamphlet and what it was about, and I'm going to tell you this right now. I just looked on my, on my, on my uh, bookshelf, and I found it. It's a little yellow, oh, yellow book. That that awesome. I brought, yeah, literally, I brought home. The title of it is When Things Look the Worst by Chet Castellar, right? When Things Look the Worst. It's a little, little pamphlet. And he was out of the Church of Religious Science in San Diego, and I'm sure this was like a zillion years ago in the 60s when he, when he wrote this book. I'll look at the copyright, but yeah, the copyright, 1965, copyright. And it says, uh, this book is dedicated, to, uh, is dedicated to my wife without whom it, it could have been written, but it wouldn't have been written. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Wow. That's an interesting thing. All right, so. This is the, this is the, this is the, I'm going to get paraphrase what this is because I, I've used this in talks and it's really, really absolutely amazing. This is a man is, a man, uh, a man's home is burning down. He and his family are in tears watching it as, as it's being consumed by flames. Friends and neighbors are offering sympathy. Another man's home is burning down. He has set up an easel and is busy painting a picture of the scene as it burns, his house as it's burning down. Nobody is offering him sympathy. A man has just lost his wife's life savings in a business venture. He is on the way to defeat and oblivion. 
He will never rise again. All of his friends and relatives are sympathetic. Another man just lost even a greater fortune. He shrugs, smiles, rolls up his sleeves. In a short time, he will have his fortune back. His friends and relatives know this is no sympathy, that no sympathy is called for. What makes the difference between these two types? These are two completely opposite reactions to the same facts. Two of the men are experiencing tragedies. The other two are not. I love this mm-hmm. book. This is 1965 wow. you're talking about this, right? And so I've wow. used the, the house burning down and the easel. What's happening is the person who's just painting with the easel has no one around them saying it can't be done. They're, he doesn't need anybody around him. He's positive. The other person who's you know, inconsolable has attracted people around them that will literally lay on and support the fact that he's inconsolable. They will, they will be there to support his, his sadness, his tragedy. Two different mindsets, two different mindsets. And this is the constant mm-hmm. choice that we face in life. We can say it's easy or we can say it's hard. Just right. a choice. But it, it right. evokes something completely different in our minds, something completely different. And I love this. I love this conundrum that people put themselves in where mm-hmm. they, they have to do it. I was forced to I – was, I was in a business suit and on a really hot 90-degree day in Sacramento, California, and I'm heading back – I'm heading home from, from seeing a client. And it's a, it's a, uh, I don't know, eight-lane freeway. And I blew a tire. I blew a tire. Oh, no. And, oh, well, I didn't. I was okay. I, I, I drifted over to the side. And uh, luckily, it wasn't on the driver's side. It was on the passenger side. But that tire was flat. It was gone, right? And I'm standing here. I said, okay, I might as well take my coat off, uh, take my tie off, put it in the car, roll up my sleeves, you know, go in the trunk. I had that tire on in 10 minutes. And I was driving back home. You know, and, and you have – the choice. I could have stood there and lamented and gotten upset, or I called, could have called AAA and wait two hours for somebody to come and change it for me. I know how to change the tire. It's under those circumstances, challenging as they were, hot day, sure. dressed up as I was. I really didn't care. So it's a, it's a function of this is going to be easy. Changing this tire is easy. I, I'll be out of here in 10 minutes. You know? And I just did it. Went in the trunk, got the, got the, got the wrench, yeah. came out, boom, boom, took the tire yeah. off. Take the other and put it on, tighten up. Okay, I'm going home. You know, or maybe I'll go yep. to, the, to an auto shop after that and make sure it's on, you know, tight enough, you know, with their uh, whatever the guns that they use, the, the, the hydraulics. But it's, it's, it's our mindset that does that. I mean, mm-hmm. you think about everything. Tests at school. Yep. Tests at school. Yep. Oh, my gosh. You know, yep. you got they're, – they're, this is going to be hard. This is going to be, oh, this is impossible. They, they set themselves up, and, and, and right. the doubt and the fear – set you up, they, they create a mindset that doesn't embrace the enlightenment that is necessary to pass the test, it actually blocks its ability to manifest. 100%. What you need, yeah, that, that is, that yep. is the, the conundrum that we're always in. So how yep. do we do this? How do we say well, you know, easy? I was, was going to just say to you, Michael, you know, when, when you're talking about that and it's like flipping the switch, and I had a conversation with you yesterday about uh, an author who wrote a book. She's a Canadian girl. Uh, her name is Peggy McCall, and she wrote a book called The Destiny Switch. And you know, she uses a metaphor of like a light switch having a dimmer. 
I mean, we can flip it on and off and we can dim it or, you know, wherever it is. But one of the things that she said, which I really like, she said, you know, you set goals not for what you get, but for who you become. And I thought, wow, 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 I get that. I get that because things Mm -hmm. were not always easy for her. And I shared a little bit of her story with you. And the audience, if you're not familiar with her, she... uh, she was in a state and she had a two-year-old son she and her husband decided to end their marriage and they put their house up for sale and she they it didn't sell and 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 it was sort of like the she couldn't really begin her new life until that house sold because she didn't have the funds to buy another house oh, or yeah. do anything absolutely and mm-hmm. and so she was kind of in a in a rock and a hard place, and so there was in she was in Ontario, and there was a fundraiser for the local hospital where you could buy a ticket for a hundred dollars and you could win a dream home. And what she had done prior to even finding out about the contest, she said, "Okay, I want to make this easy because I have all these things on my plate. I have this two year old. I am going to." bring in a house that's going to be, and she was very specific about how many bedrooms, and she said, and it's going to be fully furnished so that I don't have to worry about any of that. It'll just be, it's going to come to me with ease. And she put that out there, and then she found out about this contest for this house, and so she bought a ticket for $100. And she Mm -hmm. went to that house, and she just knew that was going to be her house. And she sat at the dining room table. She thought about what uh, Thanksgiving dinner was going to be like. She saw all of her relatives <laughs> seated at that table. She sat on the furniture. She laid down on the bed. I mean, I, you know, she visited that house on a regular basis. And what's so mm-hmm. interesting is when the drawing uh, took place, she did not win the house. But what she said was she didn't give up because she knew that that was her house. She just reframed her goal she reset the bar she said okay i'm you know still and and still her house was not selling her and her husband's house was not selling and she went on you know a few months passed and she was doing something and all of a sudden and you get these messages i get these messages she got this message go to the house and she's just like what i wasn't even thinking about it go to the house she went to the house and she found out that there was a for sale sign at the house. And uh, so she contacted the realtor and found out how much it was. It was not in her budget because she hadn't sold the other house. And uh, so she said to the realtor, she said, well, I'd like you to present an offer to this doctor who actually won the house. And she said, what I would like is I will put down a substantial amount of money and I will make a payment every month on the house and on December 31st I will pay him in full and is that a legitimate offer and the realtor said well <laughs> I guess it is and the realtor went to the gentleman and he he accepted the offer so as the the date got closer and closer her house hadn't sold and she had all these people around her that were saying are you nuts how can you do this? You don't have the money to buy the house. And she said, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen, but I just know that it's it's all going to work out. And it turned out that the company that she worked for was going to go public, and they were offering very inexpensive shares to their uh, employees. And so she bought as much as she could afford. 
and she continued and and the date was getting closer that they were supposed to go public and it didn't happen in october when it was supposed to and so she you know she's thinking oh my gosh here's december here's december I, mm-hmm. I don't have the money she didn't give up she just knew that somehow this was going to be easy it was everything was going to work out and they ended up uh, it was november 26th i believe they went public and the stock split and split and split again and her shares when she sold them were just the right amount of money and she actually paid that for the house uh before it was um before the december 31st deadline so it's interesting because <laughs> things didn't happen she couldn't dictate that you know the universe said okay this is what this is where things are going to unfold this is what you want she knew what she wanted and i think you have lots to comment about this because i know you have very much been clarifying what it is you want and i think it's a big part of making things easy uh when we have that agreement with the universe like you know the universe is ready to respond for what you want but what is it that you want and uh, i'd love for you to share a little bit about your journey into clarifying that michael if you don't mind oh geez interestingly enough <clears throat> um i haven't it took me it took me 60 it took me 65 years to create a vision board for myself and uh because i'd always had it in my head i always you know i i, I have an idea about you know the amount of money i want to make in a year or a month and i break it down into and I'm not really specific, I'm only kind of giving, laying out a, a, a framework. I'm not saying it's going to be this and only this, you know, not more, not less. Um, mm-hmm. I have an idea. And I've come to understand that really the whole idea for us, the whole world is our oyster when we love our life and ourselves. And we're partnered mm-hmm. up with the guidance that, that is necessary. But it's all about what we want. We have to establish a uh, a full list, a complete list of what we want in our lives, with with no limitations. Um, mm-hmm. And because because the one thing that will someone will assume, if, and if you tell somebody about what it is, the first thing you're going to tell you, oh, isn't that possible? That's not possible. That's not going to happen. What right. are you doing? You're never. You're it's not going like to be that. No way around got, it. Right. You don't exactly. have the money for that. Everybody, Why are you there's going to be the doubting Thomases. <laughs> they're going to be the doubting Thomases, and they're doubting you because they in them in the, they in their own minds have convinced themselves that they will never be there. And that's mm-hmm. the reason why they are conveying to you what they're conveying, the negativity, uh, that you'll never be able to get there because they can't envision it for themselves. And it's the beauty of, by the way, uh, having a, a, a little mastermind a group or person that you can talk to. Like, I can talk to you oh, and yeah. I can tell you these interesting things. We all need at least one Likewise. person in our lives, right, who, who embraces and is non-judgmental, uh, embraces all the wildness and, and the, the abundance of thoughts that we have about our lives. You know, who's, who's the person that you, you can go up to that you know well enough, and you know them and they know you, and, and, and you can walk up to them and say, I'm going to Europe by private jet in the next five years. And you, they'll look at you and they go, uh, you know that'll never happen. Come on, you're not a billionaire. You know, blah, 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 blah. And they'll come up with 18 million reasons why it will never happen. And you know who your real friends are because the people who, who tell you it will never happen, believe it or not, aren't really your friend. 
Those aren't the people you want to hang around. Because when you start developing a mindset of, of, of abundance versus lack, then you will attract people into your, into your life that will support that. that will, and you'll, you'll encounter situations and circumstances that will support it as well. And it doesn't matter whether you do or don't go to Europe on a private jet in five years. That's not the point. The point is that you may or you may not, and you may go to Europe, you decide to have the opportunity to go the backpack around Europe where it doesn't involve a mm-hmm. private jet or somebody or, or some school opportunity comes up where you can go and, uh, or you get a scholarship to go or something happens. You, you, if you don't create the list, I've told you this before. I have a, I have a, my dream board encompasses the whole back of a door now. And I think that's amazing. What Carol, yeah, what Carol says, more than anything else, Carol Collins, the, the collective says, is you have, to, you have to take your picture and put it on everything you want. You have to see yourself in the picture. You go through magazines. If you're into travel like I am, I have, I have at least, I don't know, 100 places I want to go. Um, I read travel magazines all the time, uh, and I, I take them, and I love reading them, and I love reading about places. I've traveled all, all over the world. I've been to, to many, many places that people have never, ever been to, I, and there's many places that I really like to go to. And mm-hmm. I, I tell myself it's easy to get there. I will get there. It's easy to get there. I, put, I, I take a picture of it. Either I go on a computer, if there's a place, you know, put a picture on it, put it print it out, put my picture on it, put it on my vision board. You know, I'm going there. I'm going here. I'm, I'm going there. I'm laughing because that's exactly, I, I do the same thing. I never see a location as a difficult place to get to. I just, I'm like, oh, yeah, that looks amazing. I'm going to go. I, yeah. And it doesn't even cross my mind that there would be anything other than an easy way to get there. And, right. and <laughs> So Everything continue, appears. Michael. I'm sorry. That's, that's the money I appears, just wanted to echo that. Uh-huh. You know, you keep wondering, okay, how am I going to afford to go there? It's not the how. Um, it was it was uh, Sarah Love. Oh, is her name Sarah? She wrote the book. I, I think it's Sarah Lovejoy. I think is the name of the author who who's been over the country traveling during her One Command workshops. Uh, she wrote the book called One Command which is a phenomenal book, a phenomenal book. I, I, I love it. it. It falls into this category of easy, number one. And mm-hmm. it, it helps reshape your mind to focus on what you want and not how you're going to get it. Forget about the how. The how isn't important. The how is what holds you back. The how is what right. prevents you from experiencing the unknown. And if people could just understand that, if I go out and say, I'm going to make a hole-in-one, okay? I've had two in my life. I, I'm going to make another hole-in-one. I will make another hole-in-one. I don't know when it's going to come. I don't mm-hmm. concern myself with how. It's magic anyway. <laughs> it's a miracle anyway that it actually happens. Um, I mean, nobody, professional golfers can't just snap a finger as good as they are, as good ball strikers they are, as well as they play, and how long they've played in their life. And what they've won, they just can't snap their fingers and get a hole in one. It's just, it's just not possible to do that. It is a miracle. It's one of life's greatest miracles. And, and mm-hmm. that's why I tell people that when you, when you actually play golf, golf will teach you to believe in miracles because you will do things that you didn't otherwise previously believe that you could do. 
And I can tell you that when people, when those things actually happen, human nature comes out and the first thing they do is wonder, how did that happen? I didn't think I could do that. I'll never do that again. The doubting Thomas comes right, right. out. They don't believe. They don't right. believe that it can happen again. You know, and, right. and that's, I tell people, like, why did you all of a sudden, why did you just beat yourself up there? You know, why step out of that? Embrace the moment. Embrace the magic. Embrace the miracle. Because there's, there's another miracle right around the corner. Yep. That's yep. right. I know. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because Peggy, and, and it's been so long since I've read, i got to revisit that book. But, um, you know, she used to talk about the Aladdin's lamp. And she has a lamp, right. a, a, like a lamp sitting on her desk as a reminder. She said because... You know, most people will go, oh, my God, three wishes? Oh, I get three wishes? And she's like, she said, well, you know, why limit yourself to three wishes? Yeah. You know, that's, that's a black. limiting belief. That is <laughs> exactly. a limiting belief. Why not exactly. have more than three wishes? And like, well, you know, you can only get three wishes because then if you wish for more wishes, then it nullifies, it makes everything null and void. Well, oh, my God. What is that you all know? about? <laughs> right? This is, it's right? fairy so you're, you're stuff, like, right? I already got a hole in right. one. You're like, you don't say that'll never happen. You say, oh, I'm, I can't wait for the next one. And then you have the second yeah. one. And who knows yeah. how many more you'll have in your lifetime. You're open to whatever ever unfolds. What, where, you don't know what golf course is going to be. It's not even necessarily your home golf course you play all the time. You're yep. getting ready to go away. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to envision for you, Michael, that on this golf trip you're embarking on, you will have a hole-in-one. Oh, it's, a, it's, it's always there. It's, it's ever-present. I would never say I don't believe it. I, I, and, and by the way, the, the term, the phrase, I don't believe I did that, is, is also a, a huge nullifier of of anything in the future. I don't believe I did that. I don't know how I did that. I don't know, but, you know, it's like, wait, 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 hold on a second. Where's the gratitude? I'm so grateful that that happened to me. This is, it's fantastic. I did that. I believe I did that. I did that and I'm going to do it again, right? And, and it's just, it's ourselves. Right. We have this, we're the flaws as humans. We, we, right. we, uh, we want to, to, to believe things cannot happen for us. When but even they your barn can. door is the same metaphor, Michael. Because you believed, you didn't know how it was going to happen. You didn't know how you were going to be able to stabilize the door. Because when you, when you ha- and I, I have a, a big, huge oak pocket door, so I know exactly what you're talking about. When that door drops or a mechanism drops, it's immovable. And so you have to have things stabilized because once oh, yeah. you start to remove bolts, and you will never get them out, <laughs> you know, unless oh, you... <laughs> Everything yeah, I mean, it just, hand. yeah, because everything, yeah, it just, it, it just anchors in. So you, you kind of navigate through it and know that whether it's a hole-in-one or, or drilling out rusty bolts and learning how to support a door, that there are possibilities that make it achievable and possible and easy, easy for you. You know, when you were yeah. done, you, you didn't go, wow, that was really hard. You go, no, you know, that was pretty easy. I mean, it was, you yeah, know, yeah, there were some was challenges. Easy. But that One was step easy. at a time. Always one step at a time. Always embracing. Always believing it can, it can happen. Um, you know, it's, it's the, the, the World Cup um, is, is started today. And, uh, oh, in did New Zealand. 
Yeah, it did. World Cup, Women's World Cup. Uh, and the women's national teams down there, they're rated number one. And uh, I'm going to watch the first game tomorrow somehow. I don't know what time this comes on, but I'm going to watch it. I'll probably end up watching a replay of it. But the the fact is that it's – no. I, I give sports analogies a lot. I, I, golf, yes, but sports analogies and, and team analogies because golf is an individual sport, which requires you to even more focus on uh, it's easy. Uh, but when it comes to this women's national team, there's there, there's no way on earth that they're going to win with a mindset that is, how are we going to make this happen? I don't think we can make this happen. Uh, this isn't going to be easy, you know. Uh, it's like, okay, let's come up with a number of ways that we can that we can you know screw ourselves into believing that that nothing will ever happen, that we won't do it. No, they have to be very very assertive in the fact mentally that they can win and will win. It's like we're we're winning this thing. We're taking we're taking home the trophy. Uh you know, the World Cup. We're taking it back again for for a three peat. And we're gonna do it because we believe we can do it. We have faith in our abilities. And then that's the foundation. It lays a foundation for positivity that when they step onto the field, it's the the doubt is completely eliminated. Now Freedom can take over. Now flexibility, now agility can take over. Now creativity can take over. And the team, it's interesting because I know when I watch sports, no matter what they are, baseball, football, you know, track and field, I can watch. I can see the energy, see and feel the energy of movement one way or the other. When, when, when a, mm-hmm. when a, the, the momentum, they call it, the momentum, who has the momentum. And I, I can sit and watch a, the soccer game, and I can tell who has the momentum and who doesn't. You know, it, the, the, when the momentum, when the team has the momentum, magic is happening. Things are mm-hmm. clicking. They're working on all cylinders. The moment that doubt creeps in, you know, when they're down 2 nothing or down one nothing, uh, you know, there's, there's a shift, there's a change. Now we... Can we do this thing? Can, can we still do this? If, you, if that happens, then they've already lost. You know, because the team that actually keeps their momentum, their positivity flowing, that energy, that energy leads to creativity. That creativity leads to success and leads them to actually create what they dream of, what they think of. And that's, mm-hmm. that's you know, it, it's it's interesting because uh, the, the the top player, the most known player in, in history is, is Pele. And it was interesting because I was watching a... I used to love watching Pele. Oh, oh my amazing. Gosh. There's a documentary, believe it or not, on Roku television, a documentary. It is so old. It is so old that it was shot in eight millimeter. <laughs> I mean, it is so old. Wow. It was, it, yeah, it was 60s. It was shot in the 60s. And because uh, he he was a you know he was a, a superstar for uh, in the 60s and 70s, and right. and the interesting thing about Pele, and you the, the book is about uh, not the book the 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 documentary is about how it's an instructional instructional documentary how you do it how he did it how mm. he does it right and it shows the the amount of practice that he's doing the drills that he's doing the drills that he does over and over and over again. And he wasn't. He says, "Yeah, you can. You can. Uh, you learn how to balance balance a ball on your foot, then on your knee, then on your shoulder, then on your head." And and he does this. And and then he he did it with a mango. He did it oh with a God. mango. Oh yeah. He he practiced with his dad. His dad oh, was fun. a professional soccer player as well. 
he could do everything he could do with a ball with a mango. <laughs> and and he wow. practices a kid shooting mangoes in the trash cans, you know, wow. across, the, across the room. Bounce, 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 kick into the, into the mango, into the, into the garbage can. And you wonder why he was so good, why he was – the drills just for his scissor right. kick and his half sure, volley and his full vodka kick. The, the surface area of a soccer ball is so much greater than a mango. So you can do a mango. I mean, <laughs> exactly. it, it is pretty easy. amazing. It is, it is the drills that he does. I don't, I don't know if there's any coach anywhere that, that, that actually focused on those drills. You know, it's pretty amazing yeah. that, you know, uh, the, there was a, the last World Cup, the Jap, Japanese team was doing really well, and the coach of the Japanese team was an American man. And he was brought over to Japan to help spark their, uh, their, their, their soccer team, the women's soccer team. And what he did was he, he, said, he started this program in, in the, whereby he told parents, if you, you need to put the ball in, um, in the crib. You need to put the ball where the kid can, in, 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 uh, can, can have the ball near their feet, and they can kick it around if they want. Got to be very comfortable with, with, what, with, with, with their feet and the ball. And it's, wow. not about, it's not about kicking the ball. It's about being able to manage the ball around your feet, having that comfort. And uh, he, he's, they had a very successful, they've had a very successful program. Um, and uh, in in uh, in Japan, it's really it's really unique the way the different ways you can come at the same uh, challenge, the same mm-hmm. challenge. In different ways you just gotta you know go a step into the unknown and figure out another way that you can make something happen. And uh, nothing is more gratifying, I've said over and over again, than when you actually reach the point of success where whatever it is that you envision, you dreamt up comes into reality you know it it manifests for you whether that's uh uh, some sort of success playing music or uh whether that's uh in 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 some kind of sport um no i i tell parents all the time the most important thing is 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 what your kid is thinking about themselves it's not Mm -hmm. what everybody else is thinking there's two levels of of thought here how do i feel about me how do I feel about the team? The what about, how do I feel about me is more important. And, and when you're sitting at a desk, how I feel about me in this job is more important because that's going to determine how successful that you are in the end. What you think about you and what you believe is possible for yourself, what you can manifest. And, and you can't limit yourself. Limiting yourself is, is problematic in many, 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 many ways. You can do and achieve anything you want. And I love that idea. And you, if you begin to embrace it and live it every single day, your life will change in very, very dramatic ways. Very dramatic ways. And even if you, even if you fail, you still, you still succeed because you learned something that you didn't know before. And I'll give you one little example. The last, I don't know, five rounds of golf that I've played, if I, there's, there's about five different aspects of the game. The, the, you play really well when all five are you're playing all five well. Issue is I've had three or four well. The fifth one, not so much. So mm-hmm. what I'm looking to do is find out how to sharpen that fifth one, you know, and make sure that the others stay sharp as well. And so even if my score doesn't reflect how I've played that day, and for me a good round is four or five shots difference. That's all it is. It's four or five shots. 
being playing a score that I know I can shoot is four or five different shots. That's it out of a out of out of a game. And that's I'm down to that particular level because the the the, the lower you go in score, the more challenging it is for you to stay there. Because and and I always on the sixteenth, seventeenth, or eighteenth hole, the last three holes, I generally have learned something that can help me the next time. And it's not about the score. It's about what did I learn that I can apply the next time I play. And I look so forward to that next time I play because I want to try that thing. I want to do that thing that changed my game in some way that I discovered in the previous round. And that's, right. to me, what we need to be doing in life. We need to be believing things are easy. And if they don't work out, make sure that we, we learn enough of what we could have done Examine your choices and say, how could I choose to do something different next time? How could I, if I had made this choice, maybe I'd have had a better outcome. The next time you have to choose that. You know, make a different choice. But make sure that the positivity is always there. The positivity is always there. That you, it's, it's a can-do attitude, as my dad used to say. Um, mm-hmm. You have to have that. It's, that it's easy. It's easy. This is going to be easy. Let's approach it from that perspective. This is going to be easy. Right. Repeat after me, yeah. audience. This is going to be easy. <laughs> it's going to be easy. I, yeah. I, I completely, you know, it absolutely is that exact thing. You know, this is going to be easy, and that becomes your mantra, and you yeah. don't deviate from that. And as you, mm-hmm. as you said, as you step out on the golf course, and and to say it with a smile. I mean, I, I have to laugh because. Um, Sometimes when I'm doing a, a tapping session with somebody, there's a, a part in the tapping where you people have to affirm that they love themselves, or that oh, I choose yeah, yeah. And, and or choose joy. I choose life. I love life, and they have the most solemn look on their face. I <laughs> choose life. I love life. You know. And I'm like, okay, let's redo that with a big smile on your face. You know, Mm -hmm. I choose to be happy. I love life. Yeah, (laughs) and really, I mean, and that and that enthusiasm, I think, is uh, like a a sort of like the spark that lights the fire. You have, I mean, in your belief system, you know, when you smile, it really does change your physiology. And and I think that when you say that this is easy. And if you smile when you say it, like, this is so easy. Like, it actually, I, when I just did that, Michael, I feel almost like an energy coming up through the feet, coming up my legs, like, ah, and just, like, anything that was heavy, just releasing off my hands. And maybe that's what it is. You say, this is easy, and then just physically throw away anything that doesn't feel easy. I mean, I, I love watching little kids, because you look at little kids on the playground, They'll twirl themselves. They'll just twirl and twirl and twirl and twirl until they're dizzy, silly dizzy. But it's easy, mm-hmm. right? That's true. It's easy. I, There's it's easy. nothing on yeah. a child's playground that isn't easy. You slide down, get on the swing, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. go back and forth. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I agree with you. Maybe, maybe the handlebars, but for a lot of kids, you know, like when they do those, like the bars that you hang from, the hanging bars. Oh, yeah. I watch some kids mm-hmm. on there. They're just like, they fly through that. They make it look so easy. Exactly. And yeah. why can't that be the metaphor for for each day? You know, maybe uh, it is like each rung. You know, but you just 
you know, every day. Like you do a little bit more until you it does become easy. Yeah, it's the, sure. it's the energy it's the energy of that phrase that really is the key to it. The energy mm-hmm. that that phrase evokes within you that really, I mean, I, I in a, in a workshop I said, everybody, let's yell can't, let's yell can't, 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 louder, loud as we can, can't, and then it, say, how does that make you feel? Oh wow, I don't feel that great. Okay, let's say can, you know, we'll yell can at the top of our lungs three times, can't, 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 and you, it, it it evokes a completely different energy. It, it, it body language, the look on your face, everything. The tone of your voice, everything is different. Can and can't have mm-hmm. uh, a different vibration. And easy, not easy, easy, hard, different vibrations completely. And right. uh, you can tell if you if you do that. And so there's no there's no wonder why people um, have a challenging time when they when when it comes to saying, "Hey, uh, I I love me, I love you, I love I love everything about me, I love life." And I embrace life. Your, your tapping is phenomenal, by the way. We're going to have to have a, a, a oh, session that kind of talks about that um, because I know you turned me on to it and I, and I used it uh, for a long time. Uh, and mm-hmm. it, I feel it really, really helped me. I felt fantastic um, when it comes to uh, um, just, just life and in general and, and how I was thinking and what I was thinking. It's just it, there's these, all these little modalities that you can engage in that happen to to be awesome. Uh, I think we're almost up on time. Are we not? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm going to let you sign off with our, our uh, something something to leave the audience with to anchor into uh, the ease and grace. Uh, Very simple. I will simply tell this: it, it, easy and not easy are two sides of the same coin. Just make sure that you're always flipping to the easy side. You know, it's mm-hmm. two sides. It's two two choices, and uh, make the choose easy and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. Until next time, uh, thank you for joining us here on Connect to Love on PRNFM. Uh, I am filled with joy. I choose life. I love life. And, and let's make every day easy. Thank you, Michael, so much. Thank you.